Back to the beat. Bulls beat continues with Derek Sharp. I probably say this not enough, but I love my job. And, you know, I plan my days out. Some days I try and get some behind the scenes stuff taken care of, boring stuff, you know, commercials related production. And then it's a big interview day on others. And Monday was just jam packed because it was the beginning of basketball season. You want to be prepared for the opener. Had a great time with Bridget Miranda who, by the way, will not be on the call Friday. She's already been swiped away by ESPN Plus for one broadcast, but we'll be on the air on Friday afternoon. Then I realized that like midway through my morning yesterday, we recorded the new Bulls Speed Ahead with Michael Kelly in his office a little after 9 o'clock. Then I'm getting ready for Bullseye, and I find out that we're going to have Coach Abdurrahim. So got to talk to the athletic director and the head football coach and the head men's basketball coach all in a morning's time and then had fun talking with Alexis Williams of volleyball. You hear that conversation in just a little bit. We love bringing it all to you and that bullseye show where you're going to hear my conversations and, of course, Kaylee Cottrell and B.J. Daniels on Bullseye beginning Thursday morning here on the stream at 7 a.m. It repeats 7, 8, and 9. Then you have a chance to actually see the show, the visual elements of the show on YouTube later on in the day. But the first airing of Bullseye exclusive on Bulls Unlimited if you missed Full speed ahead. It's already out on podcasts. And if you want to hear full highlights of the game against Memphis, you don't want to listen to the full nearly three-hour replay. Upon further review with myself and Jim Lapp, we put that together for you. And it's up on our podcast page now. If you go to SoundCloud or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, just type South Florida Bulls Radio Network and hear a lot of the shows. We want you to catch them on the stream right here on Bulls Unlimited first, but then we post them to our podcast page later. And sometimes we give you things that aren't even on the stream version of the show. In fact, the two junior college transfers on Amir Abdurrahim's team, Gerald Jones III and David Agunlie, Mike chats with them will be posted. We'll do that before the game begins on Thursday night. Speaking of that, some of Amir Abdurrahim getting ready for the opener and yeah, admitting that the exhibition game, the 94-49 win against Edward Waters, Side note, when we were getting ready to tape Bullseye, I said, have you ever played a purple and orange school before? And he said, absolutely, right away. (laughs) Northwestern State, which was a rival of his when he was a player at Southeastern Louisiana, which was also green and gold. But now he's, of course, with the Bulls version of those colors and first official game as a head coach not too long from now. Well, I thought the exhibition game uh, last week against Edward Waters, I I thought that cut a little bit of the anxiety. They had a chance to get out there, play against somebody else, but they had the chance to do it in front of our fans. You know, they had a chance to smell the popcorn a little bit and uh, get those those first came jitters out. But they're still anxious to get out there and build on, you know, what we were able to do in the uh, exhibition game. But we don't really have to tinker with the rotation because as I tell them, they, they earn the right to play. You know, um, we're capable of playing a lot of different ways. I'll play five guards. I don't care. I'm going to play five guys that are going to play hard. They're going to play the right way. So they decide who's in the rotation based on how they practice, based on what they're doing off the court, based on what they're doing in the classroom and study hall. All that stuff matters because we're trying to win big, not just win. We want to win big. We want to compete for championships one day. And the way we get there, it's by having guys that have great habits on and off the court. And again, check out what he says on Bullseye. I wanted to mention, you know, the three guys that were the only three to stay with the team and all expected to be big contributors. Plenty of newcomers, obviously, on Amir Abdurrahim's team, but he's got big plans and they perform well. Corey Walker, Selton Miguel, and Sam Hines Jr. So tomorrow night, South Carolina State is the opponent. 
Bulldogs last year, just a five-win team. You think the Bulls have a pretty good chance to open strong here. In fact, South Carolina State struggled in their opener against Voorhees. Remember Voorhees? Played the Bulls in an exhibition a couple of years ago. NAIA, below 500 team. And they were tied, South Carolina State, with the Tigers before closing with an 8-0 run. Eric Martin is the head coach. He was an assistant for Bob Huggins for 16 years. This is his second year at South Carolina State. Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnston will be on the air at 6.30, 7 o'clock tip-off. Now, volleyball is playing at around the same time, so we won't have the match live, but I plan on calling it for you so that we can air it via tape delay. Unfortunately, we're not going to have too many more chances to call volleyball. I was actually looking ahead to their road trip next week and thought, well, I'd like to know. We'll be on the road with women's basketball. We'll get to volleyball and Alexis Williams in a couple of minutes after we bring you some women's basketball highlights. And if you're paying attention to the show, you might have heard me hint that there could be an injury. And if you're at the Yingling Center on Monday night, you saw there was no Sammy Puisis. She does have a lower body injury for various reasons. Some competitive. We kind of kept it under wraps. But just so you know, the team wasn't caught off guard. It's been a few weeks situation and there's hope that she plays this year. But obviously when you lose your top two scores to graduation and to the WNBA draft and your top returner expected to probably be a 20 point score isn't in the lineup for the foreseeable future. You've got to see who else is going to come through. Danny Gonzalez and Vicky Blasai were the short answers to that along with some others. The Bulls didn't have any issues in the first quarter getting off to a good start on Monday. Wilson is guarded very well by three battle of point guards. There's Johansson on the way to the rack, and she knocks it in. Emma Johansson, you know, sometimes gets pecked as somebody that likes to hang around the perimeter, but she went right to the rack. Gets out of control there, and Ariel Wilson, she's not going to pass this one. She's going to lay it up and in. And the Bulls score the first seven points of this game. And on the other side, Sharika Wright calls timeout. Well, denying all of a sudden after the 7 nothing lead for the Bulls, who figured the Mavericks would calm down, and they have. Maria fakes a shot over to Blasic. That is her spot. That great shot. What a great-looking three-point shot by Vicky. Her first as a ball. She is someone who lit it up for Italy at the Under-19 World Championships this last summer. Rito wants to fast break it. Stops at the free throw line out to Sensei. Gonzalez from the baseline. She's good from there. Knocks it down. Danny Gonzalez does not hesitate when she gets an open shot. It's 19-13. She does not. She's very aggressive, and she's very, very athletic. And I mean in general, not just on that time. <laughs> Danny will almost get called for a push-off. Gets herself a shot, and Danny Gonzalez is feeling it. She got the start at power four, but she can play a little bit of everywhere. She makes it 21 Well, you know, you need somebody to take a shot. We were talking about who's that going to be. It turns out it's Danny Gonzalez. She would not miss from the floor on this night. Actually missed her first free throw attempt of the night, and that was it. Three for four at the line, six for six from the floor, 16 points. Notable that she started over Carla Brito, who came off the bench as the lone returning starter, healthy from last year. So that was more than a little bit interesting. And yeah, let's not discount what Brito can do in just 15 minutes, 10 points and five rebounds. But Blasig, three threes, three for six. The rest of the team was just one for 11, 15 points. Game wasn't quite over early. The Mavericks 
came back to make it close. Bulls got up 42-30 at the break, shot better than 50%, and then looked like they were going to blow it out, led by one of their big D1 transfers, Romy Levy. A couple nice buckets in the middle of the third quarter as the Bulls eventually led by two dozen. Oh, Wilson, what a bounce pass to Levy, who switches hands and points to Wilson before she can even see the ball go through the hoop, which it did. 51-35, Ariel Wilson is a so maestro tonight. Now she goes inside to Levy. Oh, good turn. shot. Nice looking turnaround jump shot. And Romy Levy is roaming into double figures and looking fantastic doing so. 53-35. to 35. But wide open threes, four quick ones for UTA, cut it to nine. And then it was the other D1 transfer who got a lot more minutes in crunch time at the post. Aveline Lipschitz-Schipholt, six points and seven rebounds, but four of those points were back-to-back buckets right after it became a nine-point game. Driving oh, Romy, go. Romy is oh, going. Romy Levy needs that the shot, up. But Schipholt gets the rebound and rims it in. Boy, starting to exert herself at the end of this game. Aveline Lipschitz-Schipholt, she's been enormous for the Bulls in the second half. And UTA calls timeout. Point guard Ariel Wilson, eight assists. She was tremendous. But on the other side, when the other team goes 11 for 22 on threes and your offense is stuck to the tune of 33% in the second half, the head coach, a stickler for these kind of things, Jose Fernandez, is going to let us know about it on the postgame show. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought uh, she brought a lot of maturity there. We got to... We need to figure out some, some better role definitions on our team. Hmm. And... Uh, because tonight was was a little different than what we've done in practice uh, in our two scrimmages. We got some guys taking some bad shots that they shouldn't be taking, you know. I thought Danny played really, really well, you know. The freshman kid, you know what, she is a scorer, you know. And we got to get her the ball more. Defensively, that was the most disappointing uh, thing of this game. I think I didn't think we defended. We didn't defend the arc, you know. We got guys running into each other, but we got guys playing a lot of minutes that they haven't played these minutes before in their career. So the good thing is we got some time to fix it, but we got three games in seven days and uh, a lot of it's preparation. But the good thing is we're going to watch a lot of film on Wednesday. We'll correct it because we got to get a lot better defensively. When you have so many new players coming together, you are going to get some missed assignments. That's his primary focus. The actual effort, the rebounding was... Not in question after UTA actually had more offensive rebounds, plus three in the first half. That category ended up favoring the Bulls 18-12. to 12. Gonzalez with five offensive boards. And four of the seven that Lutcher Schiphol grabbed were on the offensive end as well. Second chance points, 17-6 is a big category. Bulls won that game 76-61. Now they get Friday afternoon a Stetson team that challenged Tulane. Only lost by nine points on Monday. We'll be on the air for that one. We'll preview it more on Friday's show. Now, we won't be on the air live anyway for volleyball tomorrow against East Carolina. We'll tell you more about the importance of the matchup. We will be there at the corral to call the action and bring it to you via tape delay because it's at 6 with men's basketball playing at 7. But before we get to the matchup, let's hear from one of the seniors. I caught up to her right before practice on Tuesday. I want to talk to you before senior day. Thank goodness it's, you know, not the end of the season by any means. But uh, how cool has it been for you to have this great senior season and success on the court with the whole team? I've honestly been waiting for it to happen for so long. Like being a senior now, we were kind of building the blocks and not getting the results that we wanted for my first three years. And now to finally be beating all the teams that we used to lose to, it's honestly the best feeling just knowing that I was a part of that building process. And as well as my other senior friends, they were right there with me. So 
And I've appreciated the fact that you've put out full effort. Uh, you've had a couple of freshmen on the back row play mm-hmm. and starting, and now you guys are often going with two in the back. So what's it been like seeing Maya and seeing Leah and, of course, yourself? Yeah, I mean, all the time they're switching between us three, like who's playing in the back row, and knowing that they could be in and doing their best, and knowing that I could be in, just knowing that we all have each other to lean on and push each other in the gym is what's helping our defense in the game. So I'm very happy with it. And as you know, and I know, defense can really extend points, and sometimes, although we're pretty good in the kills category, it's really the defense that sparks a lot of points. How great has that part of the game been this year for you guys? And, of course, some of the hitters also getting back there and doing work. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of different people we could use in the back row, including our hitters like Maria and Busset. They do a great job holding the back row stable as well. And without defense, we can't do anything. And we've gotten multiple compliments from other coaches and other teams saying that they love how feisty our defense is. And it really kind of gets our other players going with our offense. Okay, before I get to the emotional question, a fun question, I saw the video of Halloween practice. Uh, Whose idea was that? Great idea. So me and my roommates were sitting uh, one night and we were like, let's do something super funny for Halloween. So then we started looking on TikTok and we were like, okay, let's be the founding fathers. So we started looking up all these costumes on Amazon and then we were like, oh shoot, it's $70 for this costume, but we're just still going to do it. And then after we got them, we all went right after practice and then returned them to Amazon. And uh, it was really funny. So (laughs) Nice job. All right, here's the emotional part. Uh, Fortunately, like I said, there's more matches to come, but you are going to get honored as a senior. Uh, Are are you thinking that this is going to be a little bit more special than a normal match? 100%. I'm already an emotional person, (laughs) and I love being surrounded by my team. And I love USF from the moment I've gotten here and to the moment I'm leaving like I'm forever going to be proud to be a part of this program and just knowing that I was a part of something special like having a great senior season with the team that's all I could have asked for so it's going to be a super emotional night for me I think. Well, you've gotten me prepared I hope you got a little bit prepared for it. and listen it's not even close to being done keep it up thanks. Yes thank you so much. And if you believe in Good karma. We were standing on top of a piece of tape that had the number 24 on it. That's her jersey number, I guess. They had that end of the court set up for something later, and without even knowing it, we were standing on Williams' number now. The Bulls are tied with East Carolina for the division lead. Bulls are 15-10 and 10 overall. Pirates are 9-5. and five. Now they've lost three in a row in conference, but they were five setters against Tulsa and Rice, and then they got swept by SMU, which is going to be the league champion. And Rice is probably going to the NCAA tournament. And Tulsa is really good, so it's going to be a battle. Now, the other conference loss for East Carolina of note is to FAU. We mentioned that team because the Owls are a game behind the Bulls and the Pirates. And guess what? The Bulls play at FAU twice next week. So, long story short, if they want to win the division outright, they're going to have to sweep one of those two opponents. It's why these two matches are so important. Maria Andrade, player of the week in the conference. She had a career high. 24 kills in the first of two straight wins against Temple, which have the Bulls in position to possibly win a division title. And oh yeah, we've been telling you about Alvin Todorica and what he's done on the national level. The American Athletic Conference noticed he is the Men's Tennis Player of the Month for October. And it's not quite the October Classic, but it's the Bulls, the Green and Gold World Series, public invited to attend first game Wednesday morning at 9. They'll play Friday night as well, so... I'll be slipping by there on Wednesday morning before I go talk to Joel Gordon and Todd Orlando and get you ready for the pregame show Friday. So in addition to the fall sports wrapping up and quote-unquote winter with basketball starting, a spring sport, baseball as well.
That's going to wrap up Bulls Beat. We love bringing it all to you here on Bulls Unlimited.